Well, welcome back to the Forever Sake Podcast. My name's Jake. And my name's Sarah. And we are kicking off our actual first episode, right? You've, you've heard our trailer, you've heard our story, and so now this is the first. And we are jumping in with a theme that's going to carry over two episodes. Yep. And it's called Same Team. Same Team. Being on the same team. It's going to cover two episodes. Yeah. And so this is going to be really fun. Uh, we're going to focus on two areas, marriage and parenting. And so today we're looking at marriage. And um, I was just talking to Sarah a little bit uh, about this before we even got on the, the, the episode here and thinking through what it means to be on the same team. And I go back to my military days. Um, while I wasn't overseas uh, fighting the front lines in a war, the same team mentality still had to be in place, being on the same team, knowing who your teammates are and trusting them. And there's a book Paul David Tripp writes. It's called What... What did you expect? Redeeming the realities of marriage. And he has a quote in that book that talks to this point from a marriage perspective, but also from a team perspective. It says, trust is being so convinced that you can rely on the integrity, the strength, the character, and faithfulness of another that you are willing to place yourself in his or her care. Hmm. And I mean, we we don't say that just like that, um, but trust is key when it comes to being on a team. Um, and I think there's a couple different parts to trust. And we, we, you know, we talk about this uh, on the church staff a little bit. Um, trust, it, it's based on two things. It's what you're seeing and, and then what you know to be true about yourself. So it's looking out the window, seeing what other people are doing and looking in the mirror. Mm. So things that have happened to you in the past um, that, that are affecting how you're seeing things when you look out the window and looking, you know, when you're looking out the window and you see these things happening, other people doing things, uh, looking in the mirror and knowing, you know, oh, I need to change this about myself. So it's a mirror and a window. I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> what in our marriage, we haven't talked about this, by the way. So this is the first. You're getting just raw material here. <laughs> um, what, what in the past has caused you to not trust me? Hmm. Wow, you're really putting me on the spot. Here. I know. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Well, I think that we've come a long way, but we have been married for over 11 years now. So we haven't always been in the place that we're in now. Yeah, we so, communicate a lot better now. And that was going to be my answer. I think what <laughs> what caused me to lack trust in you in the past was definitely our communication style or a lack of communication. And honestly, like, I would say more of that was probably on me because mm. if you are listening to this podcast and you know me yeah, at you all bl you blame yourself That's um, right. well yeah <laughs> you take the full ownership you're welcome of this. <laughs> just um i do not like to talk about my feelings i just sometimes i feel but you like have a lot of feelings i have so many feelings i just hate talking about them i feel like they're a little bit of a waste of time and sometimes i like to just be like let's put the feelings aside and let's just get the task accomplished and that did bleed into our marriage quite a bit. And yeah. so I would find myself um, upset or angry or resentful in my heart toward you, but not actually communicating that to you. Mm -hmm. And so there was no way to really work through wherever the lack of trust was happening because I wasn't even talking about it. Yeah. So definitely I would say um, our communication has come a long way. You've, you're more of a stuffer. I'm a, oh, I'm for sure a stuffer. You stuff all your feelings. Whereas like, I, this might not be a true statement about myself, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> I like to talk about feelings. Oh, yeah. You love to talk about feelings. But when, when something happens that's like feelings involved, I'm like, oh, let's talk about it. Yeah. But it doesn't happen a lot, right? Or does it? You tell me. 
No, not no. I don't think it happens often. But and it's not usually your feelings, really. You like to talk about my feelings, which is extra uncomfortable for me because yeah. I'd rather not talk about them. But I know that if you <laughs> stuff them, then eventually, like you know, like four, six weeks go by, eight weeks go by, and then all of a sudden it's like you want to talk about everything that's happened the last eight weeks. And I'm like, okay, calm down. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> the world's exploding. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think oftentimes in, at least in most other marriages, like our friends that are married, mm-hmm. the roles tend to be reversed. It's usually the husband that doesn't like to talk yeah. and the wife that likes to talk. So whether you're in the same situation as us or you're the reverse of this problem, mm-hmm. either way, all the things we talk about in this topic are going to apply to that. Yeah. Um, because it is important to, to communicate and to talk about what you're feeling yep. together, even if that is you, husband, and you don't like to talk about your feelings, it's beneficial for you and it's beneficial for your wife to talk about all of that. So what do you think are some other things that prevent people from feeling like they're on the same team? They're like, no friendly fire. Well, like I said already, I think the biggest component is a lack of communication or mm-hmm. not, or maybe not honest communication maybe you are communicating but you're not being fully honest with each other or transparent yeah and you know par- where, where it's not like you're lying or something but you're just not you get i mean people get busy and you get home from work and you're you forget you come home and you're just in a mood man and you're not listening to what your wife's saying and then you forget what she says and a day later because this happens to me <laughs> a day later she's like oh yeah we're gonna go do this thing and you're like i didn't know we were gonna do that thing and you're like I-, I told you when you got home from work the other day that this is what we were gonna do classic every wife listening can relate to that that's a classic jake move i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> i didn't hear that yeah so aside from communication i think another huge aspect of not recognizing that you're on the same team in the moment mm-hmm. is a lack of self-awareness mm. and i think that Honestly, that begins with um, you personally being rooted in the scripture. Because if you read the word and you know what God says about you, then A, you already know that you're yeah. fully known and you're fully loved. Yep. So you don't need that affirmation to come from your spouse in a way that gives you worth and value. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want mm-hmm. your spouse to love you. Yeah. But it's not the same as God loving you and, and ascribing value to your yeah. life. And on top of that, it helps you, like you were saying in the beginning, it's like looking in a mirror. If you read the scriptures, I mean, that's looking in a mirror right there. The scriptures are going to reveal to you and the Holy Spirit is going to reveal oh, yeah. to you your own shortcomings. And when you're aware of your own shortcomings, it makes it a lot easier to forgive and love your spouse. And so that reminds me of this verse, Romans 12, mm. verses 3 through 6, Preach. like the first half of verse 6. <laughs> It says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. And so right there, if I can remember that scripture, not to think of myself more highly than I ought to, when we're in the middle of a stressful situation or a really intense conversation or trying to be honest about our feelings, Mm -hmm. if I can remember not to think of myself more highly than I ought to think of myself. If I can remember that we are both children of God created in his image, he loves us equally. We are in fact on the same team with the same mission in mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, That helps us to be more open and more honest when we're communicating with each other and to be more vulnerable and not be worried that my vulnerability is going to let you down or cause some sort of bigger issue. Yeah. And I know we, we've never, nobody's ever instilled this in us. We've heard it, you know, I, 
well, when I was in the military, it's something that you talk about often, trusting one another, building team trust and that. So you, you hear that often. Um, and even in, even in, since I've been on, you know, in vocational ministry, that's been a focus. My mentor, it's a big focus of his is building trust and relationships, not to manipulate, but to be able to, you know, have kingdom advancement. So, um, I know in, in our own marriage, you say often like we're on the same team, like in the moment, like kids do something or finances pop up or yeah. so many different things come up and it's like, no, we're, we're, Hey, Whoa, we're on the same team. And I say the same thing to you as well. So it's like, when you say this, there's a verse that I think of that we've used, we've talked about before in our own marriage, and it's uh, Proverbs 25.4, and it says, Take away the dross from the silver, and the smith has material for a vessel. Meaning, take like purge all the impurities out of that silver so that the silversmith has something to work with, so they can have a pure, reliable material. And I think the same is true when it comes to even just like little goals in, in you know, we're going to talk about parenting in the next episode, but, you know, in our marriage, whenever we're walking through things in our marriage, whether it's a lack of communication or it's a financial thing that comes up or whatever it is that comes up, if we can, if we can look at ourselves and say, Lord, like, what is in my heart? Why do I, even in the moment, like, why do I have this thing that's going, why? Because I do that often. I'm like, what, Sarah, what are we even arguing about? Like, we don't even argue that much, really. Well, maybe we do. I don't know. But I'm like, what are we even arguing about? And then we say it, and I'm like, is it, is this, isn't this silly? Like, what what are we actually arguing about? Yes. And it, I tell myself, I'm like, just purge the dross from the silver, dude. What Like, what are you doing? You don't need this right now. Yeah, so it takes honest, open communication. It takes a level of self-awareness. And then I also think it requires uh, when you're on a team with another person, if you think of sports or in the military, like when you're on a team with someone and it's not your turn, if you're on a baseball team, it's not your turn mm-hmm. to bat. You're going to be cheering on your teammate yeah. because it's his turn to bat. Yep. And so it's the same in marriage. And that's what in Romans it goes on to say in verse four, it says, for as in one body, we have many members. And the members do not all have the same function. Yeah. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, yep. having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. And so remembering that we have different gifts, we have different roles, and that doesn't mean that one of us is better than the other. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that one of us is worth more than the other or more valuable than the other, but it means that we have different roles. And yeah. so recognizing that your role in our particular family, in our particular marriage, your role is provider. You go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, my role is to care for the kids. And I'm not saying that you don't care for the kids, but my main role is to stay home, to care for the house, to care for the children. Um, and so how can we cheer each other on in those roles? That takes understanding. When you come home from work and you have had a rough day and you need t- space to relax, Yeah. You know, how can I champion you? How can I cheer you well, on in that, that moment? Yeah, and that takes intentionality on both of our parts because you yeah. have you have a bad day too sometimes. Hundred percent. Where I have, <laughs> where I have to come home and I and I'm already framed up, which we're going to talk about this in some later episodes. The intentionality that we've put to this. Yeah. Where I come home and it's like I drop everything, no matter what's going on that day, and I, I take the kids out of the house. We go to Cabela's and we just walk around even though like we're not going to buy anything or we we go to Five Below and just walk around or I take them to the park or 
or even just at the house. I take them into the playroom and we watch a couple of videos or something or we play outside and Sarah takes a bath or maybe she even leaves the house. And so there's intentionality in that. And so, yeah, I, I love what you were just saying. Keep going. Sorry, I cut you off. No, that was good. And it doesn't always look like that. We don't, it's not like we just take turns having rough days. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I would say, when you come home from work, like we're able to focus in together to spend time with the kids, to spend time as a family. But it is important that because we have this open communication, if one of us is having a day where we just need to step away, we just need a moment, we can we can honestly say to each other, like, hey, today's been not a great day for me and I need you to support me in that when you get home. Yeah. And that's just kind of become a normal conversation well, yeah, you were talking us. about roles like – and it, it's also important to note that the roles are, are equally as important. Yeah. And Jesus makes that clear in a bunch of spots in Scripture. Mm. And that goes back to taking taking personal responsibility over your relationship with Jesus. Because when I'm reading my word consistently and praying consistently, it's a lot easier for me to remember, okay, I'm modeling Jesus. I'm trying to live like Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He came to serve, not to be served. And so when I'm in the middle of one of my inner fits or I'm Mm. feeling frustrated or I'm feeling tired and I'm feeling exhausted, but maybe you are too, Yeah. you know, then it's easier for me to say, okay, uh, I'm going to choose in this moment to serve and not to be served Mm. because I love my spouse and because I'd like to put my spouse above myself. Um. And that's not always easy, and I definitely Mm-mm. don't always get it right. <laughs> it's not, and it's not always easy. It's hard. It's very hard, yeah. Because you want, especially in like the really, really hard moments, and like it, you don't, you want to be served. You yeah. Wanna, like you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, ugh, I hate that because I don't want to do that now because I – the. And it's not because I'm a better person. Mm-hmm. I still really suck. And there's days where I'm mm. like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> no, but there's like days where I'm like, uh, man, I, when I'm on my way home, I'm like, man, I hope Sarah has like the, the house clean. But that's like an unrealistic expectation to have. Because I have, for the most part, like we text throughout the day and we're, you know, we're communicating throughout the day. So usually I know, you know where, where you are in your state of mind that you're in, the emotional state you're in or whatever. But there are some days I just don't. I'm out of touch. Mm-hmm. And I get home and there's an expectation and then I'm not met with that. So there's this unspoken expectation that I have mm-hmm. and it's not fair. Yeah, and you. that's where communication come in, comes in key. Because usually as my, because I like my role that I stay at home, I like that role. So for the most part, I would say that I try to have certain things in place when you get home so that we can have intentional family time. I like to have the house tidied up. I like to, well, actually Jake, Jake does a good portion of the cooking in our household, but, uh, you don't want, you don't want Sarah to cook you a meal unless it's soup. Hey, since the kids have gone (laughs) back to school, I've tried to be more intentional about having a dinner ready to eat. Um, just so that we can have more intentional time together. But if I'm having a day and I have not communicated that to you, and you're having a day and you have not communicated that to me, then I cannot prepare the home for you and you cannot prepare your mental state for me. <laughs> so it is key just to talk about yeah. everything. The most important thing is to be 
meditating on scripture, to know the word of God, to know the truth of God, because without the truth, I cannot function yeah. in a way that's pleasing to God and a way that's pleasing to my husband. Like, I can't do that if I don't know the truth. And the world, especially right now, like, is giving complete opposite messages of what scripture gives us. The world mm -hmm. is saying, like, hey, live your best life. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, set boundaries, get away from the negativity. And like, that's not realistic in a marriage. In a marriage, like there's going to be negativity. There's going to be hard days. There's going to be times when I can't quote unquote live my best life because I'm, you know, wiping yeah, and up. And there's going to be, there's going to be days. Well, you should always have healthy, healthy boundaries in your life, but there are days where those healthy boundaries are going to get <laughs> hit by a semi-truck <laughs> or a five-year-old <laughs> or a five-year-old <laughs> no but seriously i i do think that the boundaries thing has been taken yeah. out of context a bit in society i yeah. think that healthy boundaries has now turned into any time you're met with opposition or negativity you just cut that off just, yeah just and cut ties with it and oh, that's yeah. not realistic no because well then that's not healthy conflict which we're gonna talk about in the podcast in another episode <laughs> but it, that's not that's not how you resolve conflict is just to run away right well, I, I, there's a verse that I've been thinking of as we're talking here, and um, it's Ephesians 5.25, and it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's big. Yeah. When you read that... That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure, but it's also freeing. Hmm. Because what it means is there doesn't have to be like a harshity. There's, a, there's just continuous mm. grace that can flow from you. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful because what it what it signals to me, to Jake, is Jesus loves me so much that there is nothing that can separate me from him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say. There's no amount of running I can do that's going to pull me away from Jesus. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. And so what that signals to me is I should view you the same way. Mm. I should view you the same way. Mm -hmm. I should be extending grace. That also can be really hard to love you like that because I'm flawed. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I am an imperfect person. Mm -hmm. So there are, I, I'm selfish. I'm, uh, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's days, we've said this in the podcast already, like there are days where it's hard and it's difficult to do that. But this reminds me like, it's, it's again, it's this phrase, dying to self, mm -hmm. over and over again. And I say that to myself a lot, especially like if I'm in a meeting and somebody says something I don't like, <laughs> I'm like, die to self, don't, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. <laughs> but I also, like, just in life, with you, with the kids, it's like, oh man, and we're about to talk about parenting in the next episode, so it's going to be really good, because I got a lot of really good stuff there, because we got a five <laughs> and a nine-year-old. But with you, it's like, I've learned that, you know, you... you being with somebody so long like this, 11 years, is you start to learn their character and the flaws that they have. And it's it's a beautiful thing because you're learning your flaws too. Mm. And you're, you're, those, those flaws are colliding. And when they collide, when they, when they bump up against each other, it isn't a spark. It shouldn't be a spark. Yeah. It should be like a waterfall of grace, just yeah. continuous grace. And if you can do that, if you... If you can flow, when those things collide, if you can pause in your brain and in the moment of the argument or the frustration, and sometimes, and most of the times, the frustrations that come in marriage aren't even something that the other person did, but it's outside sources. 
right? It's like the financial burden or the the decisions that need to be made about a car or about a kid or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you, when those things collide, if you can pause and say, okay, what's actually going on here? We're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. on the same team. We're in this for the long haul. We're on the same team. And you can come to a healthy resolution with it. And it's, and it's grace filled and it's mercy and it's love. Then that, like that is where you're going to see the most fruit from your marriage, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole episode's about, is being on the same team. Yeah, and that was why this Romans 12 verse really resonated with me when we were talking about mm-hmm. this topic and this podcast is we need to remember our identity in Jesus. Like you were saying, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, mm-hmm. and we need to not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. And if we can keep those two things in mind, mm-hmm. then it's really easy to take on tasks and take on difficulties knowing that we're on the same team same team same team no friendly fire (laughs) all right well that's all from us thanks for listening to forever sake we'll catch you guys on the next episode where we're going to hit part two of this topic same team parenting you're not going to want to miss it see you then